What's going on, everybody? I am J.M. Banks, and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network via Adori Labs. Be sure to check us out on our website on Adori Labs and download the Adori app and get access to our full catalog of past episodes. Now we are able to feature interactive episodes with pictures, links, websites, polls, and much more. So thank you all so much for joining us for today's episode. We got a great show for you guys today. It is our interview Wednesday, so we got a special guest in the building today. Uh, before we get to I just wanted to give a big shout out to all of our listeners across KC, across Missouri, across the Midwest, across the country, and across the world. We do appreciate you all for tuning in and making this show possible. Also, special thank you to all of the organizations I work with in unison with Urban Alchemy Podcast, the Kansas City Association of Black Journalists, the Pitch KC, the Kansas City Star Advisory Board, the Village KC, Non-For-Profit, and everybody who just contributes on our social media. We do appreciate you guys. In the building with us today, we got a wonderful musical artist. I came across randomly on the Facebook. I just tuned into his music because I'm always on the lookout for some dope music that's coming from KC artists. He actually has some good music. And I was like, it's very rare for me. Joining us today in the studio, uh, we got a rapper who goes by the name of Fate, Mr. Charles Burrell. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, yo, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come through, talk about your music, talk about the city, and talk about your journey. So let's, uh, before we start things off, uh, music today will be brought to us by Faith. So check him out as well as his mixtape available on Spotify. So technically, everywhere. I'm super old, so I only use Spotify. <laughs> I know there's yeah. like a million other platforms you probably get that stuff on. Yeah, most people be on Spotify, but if, if you want the people that don't like pay for all the streaming websites, it's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Go to. Yeah. I will uh, have any links in the description uh, so you can get to his music as soon as possible. Also, check him out on our Spotify playlist, Urban Alchemy Playlist, with some dope artists, all of which who have contributed music to this show. So thank you all to all those amazing artists out there making incredible music. So first things first, you are a Kansas City native, also a Paseo graduate such as myself. Shout out Paseo Pirates. Yes, sir. Hey. So let's just start things off. When did you start rapping and how did you get into it? Oh, so, so I technically started in uh 2012 and how i got into it it's like a it's like a crazy on and off journey how i got into it so like growing up i always like listening to rock music but i could never really get to write my own so like whenever a thought of being a rapper comes to my head it would instantly just die like the next day because you know i would try to write something and it wouldn't work out well and then i started going to the south and you know they had like coffee house right Please tell them what Coffee House is. It's one of the dopest open mics you could ever be a part of. Straight up. It's like Ken C's version of the Apollo. Yeah. High schoolers. Yeah. I'll be having conversations and be forgetting my listeners don't know what the hell I'm talking about sometimes. So I'll be like, they probably wonder what Coffee House is. But it's uh, an actual yeah, thing here. You know, if you're from the. From sale, you know. About if you know, you know. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what kickstarted for me. I would see like you know my classmates do poetry and stuff, and it was just like inspire me to want to like create my own stuff. But like I always felt like my stuff was never as good as like my peers, so I never really like tried to put myself on stage until like probably like my sophomore year or like my junior year. 
straight up stage fright is real man performing in front of people is always a tough thing for me getting the courage to get up there is a huge huge struggle is that always something that's hindered just that uh getting in front of people in the beginning was like at a young age i've always been like this a shy individual you know what i mean because i always like kept to myself mm-hmm. Getting in front of people and performing and just reading their faces while you like on stage, like the first few times, it can it can get to you. But I feel like that's necessary for an artist. I feel like you have to go through that type of stuff in order to grow and to get more used to it. Because if you're really trying to be about that life, you're gonna have to get used to it. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people you find out later on in their career are like crazy shy uh, and it, it hinders them. So they have to make kind of an alternate persona uh, like Prince, Freddie Mercury or even Beyonce. You know, she got Sasha Fierce. You know, she has to tap into when she gets on stage. There is a huge correlate. Uh, excuse me. Jimi Hendrix, one of my all time idols. I cannot believe I left him off the initial <laughs> list, but yeah, these people are painfully shy in public settings, but when you put them on stage, it's a whole different ball game. Of course. You know, do you feel the need to actually uh, kind of zone out and become another person to get in that, uh, you know, get in that comfortable stage where you're able to perform? Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of how I overcome that goes to, you know, being a theater major, but so I always was doing something like acting. I, I, I did, like, a, a few plays during my high school career, but, like, in that time, I, it teaches you how to get over that fear of everybody watching you because most of the times when we had plays, it was, like, sold out for the most part. So, like, you had to zone out because breaking character looking at the audience Dang, what's up? Yeah, it's going to take you out the park. Uh, you remember your first play or your first uh, part? My first part, I think it was Summer School 2008. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. I played Linus. Okay. <laughs> Super dope. No, uh, Paseo was always a school. I couldn't imagine going to any other school but Paseo. Uh, I always loved everything from the architecture to the arts. And it really did influence me in regards to my love of the arts. And obviously, you being in music, uh, you you mentioned your theater background. But on top of that, you know, to be a hip hop artist, you have to be well versed in writing. You have to be well versed in actual music. I feel like I got like a hand in just about all aspects of how making music works for me. Linking in with different in the city like I gotta I have like certain projects that I have like my mind set on how they should go and I've been sitting on them for like years so with these next few projects that I'm dropping I'm gonna um just get them out the way and then from then on dip tapping with the city but I gotta get this off my chest because it's long overdue how long did it take you to come uh, actually get the production and writing and everything done from start to finish for the Young God mixtape? Okay, so <laughs> uh, I dropped Black Heart back in 2018. So I guess in a sense about three years because I, I recorded the first first track in 2019 after I got fired from the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, crazy story about that. Uh in the white I was pretty glad getting fired. That place was just horrible. Nobody liked working there. Yeah. That's I mean, would you say that's something that drove you to do music is to make sure you don't have to do that kind of day job day and out forever? 
Well, honestly, that was never really my thought when it came to like doing the music. I, I when I first started, I really just wanted to do it just to see if I could. A part of me didn't really like care about the accolades, just whether if people could hear, you know, hear my story. And if they love it, cool. But if not, fuck, I'm still here. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of balls to put out such an introspective mixtape like you did, man. It was very, very, very personal. Uh, but yeah, uh, just before we get into the actual mixtape, uh, what kind of musical themes do you think are weaved throughout your music? At first, I wasn't even really looking into rap like that until high school. Mm-hmm. And um, when I really started to try to write, one of the first people that inspired to be like was Lil Wayne and then Kanye because I liked the way like they set up the punchlines and the metaphors in the bars. I would always like study the music like that. Right. And then it went on to I got out to listen to Jack Cole and then Drake and Kendrick. Oh yeah, also I grew up on Matt Drake, so that's him too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kanye was actually like my first favorite rapper. Like that was the first time I actually really heard like pop culture references and rhymes. And that was like some shit I connected to. Like, you know, I go to Toys R Us, you know, that's a dope line or, you know, stuff that made me feel connected to the genre that I normally didn't feel because I wasn't in the streets, you know, popping niggas heads off. Right. But those type of rappers, Lupe Fiasco, you know, who just kind of opened the door to shit I was into, like anime, you know. Oh, yeah. I've always saw Lupe. And Lil Wayne, too, because Lil Wayne was also one of those out-of-the-box type rappers who was just like, I'm going to fucking skateboard, you know, so what? You know, like, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to make a rock album. You know, that's something I really respected about him as an artist, you know. Uh, so I commend you on your music choice, because a lot of people, unfortunately, like the younger generation, I feel like they are so limited, because there are so few artists out here who have that originality, because everybody I had, seems like they're just, I don't know, I'm disconnected from music. That's why when I come come across good music like yours, I'm like excited about it. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you making good music. Like there's so many awkward situations I'm faced with in my life where people are like, yo, check out this music. And I'm like, now I got to tell you what I think about this goddamn music oh, because my. you slid it in my DMs. Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> nah, but, but real talk, I came across it. I was like, this is nice. Like, this is real. I was so excited. I even was like, yo, uh, I hit up another artist. I was like, yo, you guys need to connect. Like, I need to talk. Because good hip-hop is so rare in KC. Controversial statement. I don't give a fuck. Fight me. Good <laughs> hip-hop. Underground hip-hop. I grew up with underground hip-hop, and it's all trash. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so man, sorry. But shit. it's... I, <laughs> My I, sending shots. <laughs> I don't care. Send, uh, look, you need to send some beats to these niggas. Uh, <laughs> I ain't about to send you no shots. I'm going to send you some beats so you can get that shit up. I worked at 7th uh, Heaven, y'all. So like one, uh, yeah, I worked at 7th Heaven for years. I was the head of shipping and receiving there. So oh, I had cool. to listen to all the bullshit music that came through. So oh, I'm just goodness. like, all the rappers who came in, they'd be like, yo, bro, listen to my mixtape. We're like, bro, I do not want to listen to your mixtape. Seriously. Like, if it's good, it'll find its way to me. Like, I, I won't have to look for it. It'll look, it'll look for me. Yeah, that's one thing I've had to find out. I had to learn, you know, as far as, like, trying to put my music out there. Yeah. 
like hopping in the DMs, you know, that oh turn on the whole turn of Facebook. Unless you are good at like marketing, it's best to um just post your music and not try to hop in everyone's DM. Yeah, stop making people uncomfortable out there. This is a public service announcement from JM Banks and Urban Alchemy Pocket. Stop like you might be too young for this, but do you remember when niggas used to walk up to you with a with a CD? Oh yeah. With like a mixtape, a oh, burnt yeah. CD, and be like, "Yo, man, this is my tape, man. Check me out. I'm dope, man. I got some fire tracks." And then give you the mixtape, be like, "Yo, five dollars, just five dollars, bro." Oh yeah, and I grew up in the fifties. I'm like, I'm it's used to like I rode the bus, so it was literally a nigga like that on every bus stop. Like, every bro, check me out, check me out. I'm like, biggest uh, stores, gas everywhere. They are everywhere. And so I bought with it. They went to Walmart. Like, I had a nigga throw throw one in my car. <laughs> And I was just like, I don't want it. Take it back. And it got worse when I worked at Seventh Heaven because then they would just be dropping them, you know, because I'd be there, you know, bringing everything in. So they think I was the guy who like okayed the music. So they would just be dropping them off, and I'm like, bro, this is not good music. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a music snob when it comes to like KC hip hop because I love KC so much. Like I've dedicated my life's work to promoting this city and and the people in the city doing dope work. So when I get people, I actually, you're my first rapper interview in a while. Cause I had banned you niggas for life. And I was just like, I'm done. Why? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not Why? even gonna get on this. I'm not even gonna get on the stories. But it's just too many instances with niggas who rap. I was just like, I'm this is never again. Like this is the most unprofessional bullshit I've ever dealt with. Oh it's, I got like three interviews that will never see the light of day. And two of them are with rappers. And it's just like and another, but it's like probably two or three who just didn't show up. Actually, two that didn't show up, didn't hit me up, didn't do nothing. It was just like, bro, where the fuck you? Like, what happened? And That's it was just crazy. Like, I'm just not gonna respond to that message because I had other shit going on. Like, it's so simple. Like, like people hit me up, be like, yo, I had some emergency pop up, or I had my real life shit pop up. Be like, I understand completely. We'll we'll do it another time. But when you just don't hit a nigga up and just be like, you know what, fuck your time. Right now, you never coming back on the show. Yeah, man, it sucks when it's like that, but I mean, people people disvalue your time. Like that's one important thing I had to learn on my journey is to value my time. Like my time is important. So right. motherfuckers do that shit. It's just like now, whenever I hear your name, I'm 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 I, I got the urge to be like, you know what? Fuck that nigga. Like right. Be like, oh yeah, do you ever do business with? Nah, I don't do business with that nigga. Like nigga is no good. Unprofessional. Right. That's one thing. That's another thing I've had to learn the hard way. How to like maneuver, you know, when it comes to people dealing with people in person and on social media, because niggas will snake you. Yeah. If you if you give them a chance. One of the dopest Jay Z lines. I, I'm gonna show you how to move in a room full of vultures. Can't turn my back on anybody out here. Right, man. But it'll surprise you some of these names, some of these rappers. You'll be like, damn, that nigga. I thought that nigga was a professional. But all in all, and look. I, I could tell you stories, <laughs> but I, I, I ain't going to try. I'm not here to throw down people now, yeah. man. I'm trying to uh, uh, uplift you guys in Kansas City. But right. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. I'm trying to, like, make a platform for people to get promotion. Like, I get very little off of the people I feature on this podcast. Like, it's not going to be, like, 100 new streams coming in from certain people. Like, I'm okay with that. I want my listenership to know you. Like, I want you to get more promotion. I want you to get more listeners. I want you to get bigger. I want your name to be, get bigger. I'm not getting shit out of this. 
So the fact that niggas just like, you know what? I'm not going. It's like, That's bro. That's crazy, man. It's counterproductive. Like you, like you doing nothing but showing love. I don't see the problem of why you can't keep in touch with somebody like that. It's just bad business. And unfortunately, a lot of people learn the ropes the wrong way. Just like uh, you was talking about the, the middle-aged white lady who made it seem like she knew shit. Man, she's just one of those people that could talk a good game. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. In. Like, I've set up so many bullshit interviews because I'm like, yo, your Facebook fan page got like 3,000 followers or 3,000 likes. That's dope. And it's just like, yo, this shit is faulty. Like, you don't have, like, it's just a, a facade. Like, right. People can create an image on, on social media, but then it's just like, all right, what do you got coming out? Like, you don't actually have an album. You don't actually have anything in the works. Like, yeah, you're just, you're just good a face on face. Exactly. You're just, you just, you got enough followers. Then I'm thinking, like, are these followers real? Are these bot followers? Are these bots? Yeah, man. One, one thing about people that buy streams is never really going work well in your favor yeah like it's like you can buy followers but it shows in the post like people with you know thousands of followers and only like six comments and certain likes on your pitch yeah it shows What's, through it's it's really no point in trying to please people on, on social media there's so many people living lives out here yeah it's so fake it's so no crazy. need to front for this person for what but that that's what happens i mean unfortunately we live in the day and age where people do create these personas and it's almost like a drug like they get high off of it like the likes and the shares and the comments and it's to the point where like they even starting drama just so they can have comments and have shares and have people saying screenshot and saying hey look at this shit you know and it, it's it's negative attention yeah man at, at some point like the past few years, I feel like I was getting drawn into that like type of chaotic environment where I was worried about, you know, how people would take my projects and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, cause after I just been in my group, I pretty much just try to handle much handle that all this shit on my own. Like Black Heart, I had redid all the work, you know, my right hand had did originally and record remix and master it to the best of my abilities and that's why i push the black heart everywhere like like when i'm posting something i'll probably put like a black heart emoji or something because i feel like that's the first time i stood on my own and tried to push my own creation out without worrying about what this person felt about it or what that person felt about it i wanted to just have it out there for people to listen and let people tell me what they thought. I listened to the whole mixtape straight through first time. And then it literally hit you up afterwards. And yeah, it, it was so good. Uh, and one of the things I couldn't help but think was like, damn, I wish I would have met his ass before he released this because I could have been on these skits. But no, I was just <laughs> like, yo, it actually kind of wrote your own interview. Because <laughs> I was listening to it. Oh, yeah, these are some good questions. You know, it came up with these little skits. I oh, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, those was dope. Those was very creative. Uh, I like that that, uh, that's, that format you made. Dope and shit. And that's what really like made me feel like I can do this, you know, on a grander scale. Bigger than anybody else could have done it. That's how I wanted to be like when I first started rapping. I wanted to be like the best at it, but honestly, I felt like I was just being arrogant with that. 
And later on, I just realized that I wanted to just be hurt mm-hmm. and to be understood. And if I'm praised, then that'd be wonderful. But if not, I'll really carry the way as long as you hurt me. Straight up. With Kansas City Hip Hop, we haven't really had any big name artists break through um, in my lifetime with the exception of Tech 9 and that literally took 20 years to actually, for him to get the respect as the highest grossing independent artist in the world. But, you know, why do you think, what is it that you think prevents Kansas City Hip Hop from moving to that next level? I personally feel like there's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. You know that? Which is factor? <laughs> Kansas City uh, joke for all my international listeners there. Hey, yeah, man, it's so much. I feel like that's keeping Kansas City from being bigger than it is. Mostly, I feel like a lot of artists here aren't really thinking on a bigger scale. I feel like we focus too much on trying to be recognized here instead of trying to be recognized everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I I recently just started traveling back with my homie who's like a brand ambassador who's been helping me, like, maneuver better on social media and stuff, you know? And make, uh, making these connections with, like, different artists and people everywhere you go is crucial mm-hmm. in order to um be more hurt, like, Learning who's gonna be spinning your tracks when you perform and like getting cool with the DJ and not not to say kiss not to say kissing ass, but just making yourself be known. And showing showing love, genuine love, not not just because you expected something in return. I feel like that's a lot that's those are some of the things that a lot of artists aren't really taught, you know, the value of doing. In, like you said in the beginning, like a business is crucial. Oh, um, yeah. Without it, <laughs> it's gonna it's a lot of failure to be had, especially with something like music. Mm. And, um, another thing I feel like I don't know if I'm I don't know how true I am about this, but I feel like it could be some favoritism going on in the city or it could not be. I guess it all depends on who you ask or who you talk to. Oh, so? Well, you know, that you have some people, you know, that feel like, you know, they say you don't show, show them love or this and that. And then you have some people that just don't go out, you know, to different events, you know, or different showcases and show up to the artists, you know. And then you got some people that feel like, you know, artists aren't trying enough or artists aren't really hustling the correct way yeah. and in a sense all three subjects are right yeah. it's a lot of bad business a lot of favoritism and it's a lot of artists that aren't really moving in the right way with Kansas City underground hip hop because I remember when I was growing up underground heat was like a huge thing like it was something to be wanted yeah to be part of it, it was it was it was just I, I really feel bad for the kids now because y'all will never know what it's like to stay up 
that late in on Saturday, just waiting for those tracks from someone you might know, you know. Right. And that's the crazy part because we knew we would never make it on the main, you know, shows. Uh, we I remember when I heard the popper on on one hundred three's, you know, uh, top, you know, top ten, and I was just like. Wow, that's amazing. I remember when I heard Tech for the first time. But that's so crazy that this is our radio station, but our artists making it on that station is so foreign to us. You know, why why do you think those walls are up around those stations to be like, nah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't getting in? I personally feel like there's a certain type of sound that Casey's more used to. And unless you really fit that type of sound, it's it's a hard chance of you really getting recognized unless you're just that good. And that I feel like that's what's separate. I feel like the determination to like get out there and like be that person that's like different from the norm is what sets, you know, the regular artists from the legends and I ain't trying to like I ain't trying to be no egotistic person, but I do want to know what it feels like to be legendary. At least in in the city. But I also want to branch out everywhere, too. Hey, man, you got what it takes. I definitely believe you got what it takes out here because from what I hear, you are far above the curve when it comes to Kansas, Kansas City rappers. And that's unfortunate. I really, I really say that in the whole say it, it inspires y'all to step y'all game up because we need to do better. Because like I feel like the bar is so low for the for the. I feel like Kansas City has, and that's why I like about rappers that I reach out to, like uh, Smitty the Kid, like Midwest Saloon, like a bunch of all the Kansas City rappers on my playlist. They all have their own sound. Like nobody's trying to imitate anybody else. Everybody's just got their own individual thing they're going for, and I love it. It's where it's just like, I'm going to be the new Rich Factor. I'm going to be the new Tech 9. It's just like, I don't like that. Yeah, man. I never, when I first started trying to rap, I always tell myself I wanted to be, you know, Kansas version of Kanye. Okay. But um, then I had to like, you know, sit back and realize I can't try to be like somebody else. I can only be myself. You can call yourself Lil Kanye X. What? <laughs> oh, no, look. <laughs> uh, Ain't that crazy how he's just like, you know what? I'm going to take Nas's name. <laughs> just throw a Lil and an X at the end. I really, I really always wonder why nobody ever, you know, caught that. Yes. But I, I like, I like him. I like him as a person, honestly. He pushes the envelope. I'll give him that. Most definitely, he put he pushes the shit out that envelope, <laughs> straight up. But uh, I mean, Old Town Road, my shit. Like I was just like, yo, this is super dope. Actually, I take that back. I'm, I, I always try to keep 100 my listeners. I hated that song when I first heard. It. I was like, this is what is this fucking shit? These kids have lost their mind. And like after three times of hearing, it, I was just like, this is kind of nice. I kind of like this. I ultimately don't even think that was for the kids. I don't know what it's for. I also I was really big on Red Dead Redemption too. So when I, I was, that game. yeah, I was already in the Western mode. So when I heard that song, I was just like, yeah, all right, let's let's go ahead, saddle up. But no, 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 and that just goes to show, like he's 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 a prime example of just doing something completely out of the box 
ended up paying off tremendously because he could have been a, a one hit wonder. Easily could have been a one hit wonder. All right. But he continued to, you know, be, be relevant in one aspect or another. And, you know, now he's saving it up. And it's, he's still in the headlines. So. He said he's saving it up. Saving it up, yeah. So you put, pour some of that Satan on me. Everybody mad at him for what he did in that music video. I'm not mad about the music. I haven't even seen the music video. I've just seen the screenshots of it. But yeah, it's just like, I, I haven't watched it personally. I'm big on symbology. So it's just like. Excuse me. One of my favorite quotes is uh, the the best. The, the the greatest trick Satan ever pulled was making mankind think he didn't exist. Exactly. And so it was just like that to me was always just like, yeah, but we always know he's Satan, so it doesn't matter. But it's just like now we're at a point where it's just like, yeah, lap dance Satan. It's just like I understand. I, I feel like people are moving away from religion and I get it. But Satan is just the, the symbol of evil. I'm sorry. We can't get around it. Like, if, if I wanted to make the swastika cool, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. It's just a symbol of hate. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta put, I mean, Kanye West tried to make the Confederate flag cool at one point. It didn't work. Boy, what? Yeah, Kanye West was rocking Confederate flags and stuff. And people were just like, no, Kanye, we're not getting behind you on what this. What the hell? What was this? This was pre, pre-bipolar crisis. This is pre his breakdown. I want to say right before, right before or right at the beginning of the Kim Kardashian stage. I don't even know when that started. Yeah, he confused the hell out of me when I yeah. heard. And then he was just like, "Yeah, we taking it back. We changing the meaning." And people were like, "Nah, Kanye, that's the flag of the slave owners. We ain't rocking it. Sorry." And then he tried to do the same with thing with the MAGA stuff, and it was just like, "Nah, Kanye, <laughs> we good." Like, I think it's super hard, and maybe you can relate with me on this. It is super hard being a Kanye fan. Like, especially if you've been it's, a Kanye fan at the beginning. It's one of the most dangerous things it's to super da- He makes it super hard. It, make, it makes us look bad sometimes. I remember when he snatched that microphone <laughs> at that white girl hand. I was like, fuck! <laughs> it be making it hard as fuck for us. Oh, my God. I was just like, wait, what did he just say? Like, right. that, that, interview, that interview was sway. I was just like, oh, my God. Stop talking, Kanye. I'm trying to sit there trying to figure out how you going to defend this shit. And I'm just like, you can't. You ain't got the answers, Sway. You ain't got the answers. Lord. Walt Disney. So I was like, oh, my God. This guy. But, it, hey, come to find out, bipolar disorder. Completely understandable. My name be Wild, no. Yeah. But you got to love him. Yeah, he is. He's, but that's the correlation between genius, that level of genius, and you know, mental health, where it's just like, yo, these people are are driven to these these lengths because they so like their mind is just working on fifteen when ours only make it up to six or seven. So it's it's I can only imagine the shit going on in his head, right? But he creates so much. Like, I don't think people give enough credit for Kanye and just how influ- influential he was for just opening up everything. You know, before him, it was just like white tees, sagging jeans, Air Force Ones. People forget. People forget really fast. Yeah. People got a real short memory uh, about the, how that nigga just busted the shit open with pink polos and fucking double polos and fucking uh, Gucci backpacks and stuff and he just bathing apes and this nigga was just so responsible for everything. Fucking Chris Martin from Coldplay being on hooks. It's just the man is 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 auto tune coming back. 
everything. Kid Cudi, Lupe Fiasco. This man is just instrumental across the board. That's media to end the shit off. First they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. It's an ebb and flow, but Kanye, I don't know. I just don't know how much he, how much more he has in him to continue this up and down rotation. Like after I, after he lost his mom, I thought he was gonna commit suicide. I was like, this is it for this man. Like he's tapping out. Then he grabbed that, grabbed that microphone from that white girl, and I was like, this is it. This is they gonna crucify this black man for doing it. I've never seen no shit like that before in my life. That was the day he, the day after that happened. That's when I had found out, you know, his mom had died and stuff. And then it's just, that's when I really started like diving into more, of trying to figure out more of who Kai was. Mm-hmm. And, like listening to his music and stuff from start to finish. That's what made me become like a fan of him. Yeah, I mean, my when me and my co-host did a review of a college dropout. We talked about how you feel like you know Kanye after you get through with the college dropout from start to finish, because it's just like such a long introspective story of his of his life and you know what he what he's doing and what he what he's trying to do. But yeah, Kanye is definitely one of those influences in my life. When I started this podcast, I I, I felt like I need to apologize to Kanye because I got it. I got what he was talking about. Like, you know you that good, but, like, niggas ain't giving it to you. Like, you know, like, when he said, damn, these niggas that much hotter than me, like, I felt that shit extra hard after I started this podcast, because I'm like, yo, these, I'm not, these niggas ain't fucking with me, but they're the ones who's getting the shares. They're, they're the ones who's getting the likes. I mean, it, it was just a whole different ballpark when I started owning my own shit or, or start making my own shit. I mean, as an artist, and also one line I really started starting uh, started. Just uh, what I'm looking for. One line I really started uh, understanding more is that Eric Badu line. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think? What about your music? Do you think you're the most sensitive about? I want to say I want to be shallow and say everything, but for real, it'd be like delivery. Every time I make a song, I get anxious when I'm sharing it to somebody, even my close people. Only only opinion I value when it comes to my music is my own and my close people, which is my fam. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're the ones that gave me, you know, like the gems on how to move, on how to like structure, you know, the track list, you know, for young God and stuff. Like they'll give me like, they always try to keep me on my toes. Right. And so when it comes to music, I always listen to them whenever I like sharing my song. But other than that, I don't really care what other people think. I used to when it came to my music. That's why I never, that's why it's always going to be tracks for me that nobody will ever hear. Hey, stra- <laughs> episodes that will never come out here either, man. Lord, Lord. <laughs> hey, straight up, man. That's, that's, that's real talk right there, man. But yeah, it's crazy just looking back at how far you come. And just how you evolve and how you have a new respect for your own craft. But yeah, it, music is definitely something that's it's been a passion and love of mine, but I've kind of tuned out of in recent years because I just feel such a disconnect to it. So whenever I come across artists like yourself, like Smitty the Kid, like those other artists on the playlist, I'm just like blown away that y'all still are able to retain some semblance of authenticity, some semblance of, you know, uh, respectability to be like, I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 with my listeners instead of 
trying to promote the lifestyle, so to speak. You know, so that's big ups to you guys for that. That's that's huge. Uh, but yeah, how would you describe your music to somebody who's never heard of Faith? I would say it's depending on what you listen to, it's more of a low chill vibe and nothing else. You are a very low chill person. Yeah, man. A lot of people tell me I, I need to get more hype, and I be trying to listen to them, you know, <laughs> sometimes, but other times I really just try to be real to myself, and to be real, I really get too hype. I mean, unless I have to. Straight up. You just preach to the choir right now, man. This is my, uh, I got two levels. This and fucking furious. Right? <laughs> and most people don't have to see me at fucking furious. But nah, it's straight up, man. But uh, the, what's your, uh, I, I hit you up when I first contacted you and wanted to use music for the playlist. And I asked you what your favorite tracks were. And, you know, what, what you thought your strongest tracks were. You told me uh, Lucid in the Upper Room. Why did you pick those two tracks? When it came to uh, Upper Room, I feel like I put the most thought into doing them and Lucid. I sound that beat for Lucid five years. It was like three years into that waiting period that I start writing to it. Like the way I write songs, sometimes I could write in a day. Other times it'll take me like a week, months, years, depending on if I got a timeline. Now, if I ain't got no timeline, it's it can take me a while. If if I has to, yeah, with Lucid, it took me damn near about five years to write it. Yeah, super dope track too. Uh, what a, what a dope callback, Kanye at the end. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta just stick around. It's, it's it's not a super long track, but I always stick around to the end so I can catch. That's my favorite part of it. Oh shit, appreciate that, man. Hell yeah, because that, that's that's one of those lines that I've always repeated in my head time after time. It's just yeah, like, man. Graduation was like one of my favorite albums. Hey, yeah, it, it, it his his albums had such significant points in my life in correlation to what I was going through, like my shit with college and, you know, me going through my first real breakup and then him releasing 808s and Heartbreak. It was just like tip, tip for tat. And I was just like, he knows my soul. But like I said, hard to be a Kanye West fan. Man. Because then you'd be like, maybe I'm crazy too. I've come to terms with accepting the fact that I might be crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you really going. go into mental health in a lot of your songs in regards to, you know, your feelings of depression and anxiety, uh, self-medication, you know, uh, separates you, your honesty separates you from your contemporaries or your uh, peers. Well, I will say, I feel like it makes my music more really than most people I, f- I also say i feel like it makes my shit sound more depressing so <laughs> so um i try not to dwell you know on like stuff that makes me feel sad because i don't like being depressed and stuff it right. took me a long ass time to get out of being depressed i never want i will never want to feel like that again you know and that all came from letting other people have so much hold on my emotions. Straight up. So, in the future, where where do you see yourself going with your music? Honestly, I got a lot of shit on my chest I've been trying to get out for years. So, the next few projects, it's going to be, I wouldn't say dark, but it's not going to be like no hype club type feel. You know what I mean? Like, you might have a few songs that might 
be dope. You know, if that was for the club, seen off for a party or something. But overall, most of the stuff I'm gonna be dropping for a good little minute is gonna be personal. That's only because I got so much stuff where I get off my chest, and it's a lot of pain that I wanna, I don't wanna say set in stone, but honor, you know? That's right. Quote Jay once again, you can't heal what you never revealed. So it's always great to get that stuff off your chest. Get it right. off your get it off your mind and just put it out into the world. That's one of the reasons like I was telling you, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast. It's a form of therapy for myself to just talk, you know, because I really didn't have a talking point, so to speak. Man, look, I've always been a quiet individual everywhere I go. That's part it's part of the reason why I got into rapping. Why I feel like I'm more comfortable talking about something that bothers me if I'm rapping about it. It became like a form of therapy to me. But um, a part of me also wants to be better when it comes to like, you know, connecting with like other individuals, which is also why I'm going to be going back to school, you know, for psychology. Because I want to be able to not only use my voice to uplift people, you know, in music, but to like help people in like real life. Yeah. If nothing else, at least mentally. Hey, straight up. And, and, and I big ups to you for doing that. I always support somebody going back to better themselves via education. So nothing but luck for you in that, man. So, yeah, uh, wrapping up the show, we always have a segment closing up where we call Roses, where I just take the opportunity to give you roses to people in your life that may have influenced you, may have helped you, may have assisted you in your journey. And you just want to give them that uh, recognition that they might deserve. Yo, so honestly, I don't even know where to begin on that one. Of course, I have to give it to my folks. Most, first and foremost, you know, mama for uh, supporting me in all the bullshit I've tried to pull through all the years. Like, mama. But as far as, you know, like, music goes, I feel like my biggest supporter will have to be my sister. Nothing else. She she's always like hit the mark when it comes to like you know suggestions on how I should move as far as my music. Goes. Shout out to the nameless sister out there, La Sharice. La Sharice. Big shout out to La Sharice out there for being a supporter. Oh God. Um, my big homies, Corey, DJ, always keep me on my toes. There's so many people I can mention, but I don't know if we got enough time for that. Right, go ahead, man. So, sure, like, point. <laughs> nah, nah, that's uh, cool. Right. The people that know me, that know I love them, y'all know I, they know I do this for them. And every, every time I put myself out there on the mic, it's for, it's for them. I mean, of course it's for people, but as far as like, I don't know, I guess supporting, you know, my loved ones, everything I do as far as music goes is for them. Straight up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, big ups to everybody out there who support the guests I have because it all starts somewhere. And I always quote a Cornell West uh, quote. And it's I am who I am because somebody loved me. And I always carried that shit with me because, you know, I very, I, I've never spoken to anybody who's there. And I'm like, yo, this is roses. Give your roses. And they're like, I ain't got nobody to thank. 
everybody got somebody who has given them something and has instilled something into them. So those people are super important. It's super important. We take the time to acknowledge those folks. So tell the folks where they can uh, reach you, where they can look you up, where they can keep in contact and stay with your music. All right. So check this out. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's all faith underscore young guy there's a link for my project young guy you can find in my bios on my twitter and my ig i'll also be in the description uh episode description yes sir yeah, so sh- straight up, man. So thank you so much for joining us today, coming through, talking to us, giving us your journey. I hope you please stay uh, up to date with what you t- keep us up to date with what you got going on in your career and the tracks you got coming out. Because we definitely want to know because uh, we definitely endorse this artist. He is legit straight up. If you enjoy good hip hop, you will enjoy this artist. This is come from me. Look him up. He's on the playlist. Hey, I appreciate you for real. Hey man, man love man. I appreciate good hip hop, man. Is we are starved for it out here, man. Super starved. So to have good cats like you out here is incredible. So I, I definitely appreciate you, man. Uh, not only for coming through, but just grinding it out out there. It's, it's, it's a hard, thankless job out here sometimes. Oh man, you ain't never lie. So yes, yeah, so, so. like <laughs> I feel like we need more people like you, cause like on a real, it's more, it's more real music in the city coming out. Yeah, it just they just gotta be more confident on putting themselves out there. We come from a city of haters. It's, it's historically a city of haters, and we're trying to shed that. This is the first step. Reaching right. across the board, letting people know, hey, you are a dope artist. Keep doing what you're doing. And shaming those artists who are trash. So, you got to... <laughs> joking, joking. Uh, they can be good, too. They can be good, too. But no, nah, real talk, uh, good music is hard to find. I'm so thankful I, I came across your music because it is dope. It is music that I really want to share with the city. And I think it will inspire folks to inspire for better, do better. You know, you're not going to do better till you know better. So hopefully they'll be able to take you as a uh, example and elevate the craft because right now we are at a deficit in good Kansas City artists. I feel like cats like Faith, cats like Smitty, cats like Midwest Saloon. Just check out this playlist. We got so many local artists who are doing great things. And if you know of a local artist who is doing good music send them my way but i will give you my honest opinion that's all i got for today man thank you so much for joining me once again yeah i appreciate you having me for real hell yeah but uh to, once again all my listeners out there I, I truly appreciate you guys for tuning in and making this show possible just all the support you guys have been giving me out there and i guess i could take this time to formally announce my candidacy for podcast of the year for the kansas city people's choice awards so be sure to check uh that out and vote and support and just support anybody in those brackets you may see who are campaigning and you feel are deserving of that award so yeah everybody out here who are creating in kansas city please keep doing that please keep doing what you're doing because we are changing the city day by day that is all i got to it uh track for this episode will be brought to us by our special guest faith mr charles burrell and we'll be listening to his track upper room so please check that out here at the end of the episode once again i am jam banks and this is urban alchemy podcast brought to you by the pitch podcast network via dory laps 
be sure to check us out on our website or download the Adori app. Also, check out all of our amazing artists on our playlist on Spotify, Urban Alchemy Playlist. And make sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Urban Alchemy Podcast, and join our Facebook community group, Urban Alchemy Support Group. So that's all I have for today. Uh, thank you once again to Faith for joining us, and please check out his music. Links in the description below. Yeah, check out this track, Upper Room. We will catch you all later. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Young guys. <laughs> on the track, boy. I want to thank y'all for listening to my voice. Man, this far you ready for us next time. <laughs> and I've been going at this for a while. Been through a lot. It's in my friend. It's been so hard for me to smile. Had to step down on my faith and reinvent my fucking style. Had to reconnect with God. I know he's shining in the child. But for the longest I felt low, empty in my soul. Thank God for marriage, and I swear I'll never touch that blow. I had to get high by myself and elevate my hopes. And through it all, I found my way back to the one I know. And it's time for me to hit the upper room. Don't put roses on my grave if I ain't fuck with you. You was looking down on me, I had so much to prove. But you don't know a thing about the boys, cool. Used to be naive, man, I was such a fool. Now niggas saying faith, I'm looking out to you. Got my walk down, I gotta run it too. From here on, I'll be turning in the sun. It hurts. Had to find what life was worth. Searching for the answers through other people ain't how it works. I can try to be in someone's life and mine straight. I know it. Back then I was young, dumb, and in love, and I came off as worth it. Then we almost have it all. I must make life worth it. I remember thinking wedding vows up in my room rehearsing. Looking back at my own mind, and y'all were always perfect. Now I gotta put myself together and perfect my verses. I done spent so long in the wrong. This shit be so hard to write. Strong paranoia, trust issues, hardly slipping at night. Think back on all the shit I've been through, the results of my life. All my decisions, trying to build a dope dream with a wife. Shouldn't be focused on my family's glued to the advice. That shit was one out the other. I've been paying that price. Now I'm Stevie Wonder to the bull. Don't want that drama in sight. Been getting wise and getting fly. I'm going straight for the light. Young guy. When it's time for me to hit the upper room, don't put roses on my grave if I ain't fuck with you. You was looking down on me, I had so much to prove. But you don't know a thing about the boys, cool. Used to be naive, man, I was such a fool. Now niggas say I'm fake, I'm looking up to you. Got my walk down, I gotta run it too. From here on, I'll be turning in the sun. I've been down so long, I've been hurt for so long. And I thought that I would never see the break of day. It was hard for me to see my destiny. Feel like I'm sinking too deep. I was ready to strike. Night after night, I fought for my life. I can't ever take the strife from me. No, I'll be alright. I'm a girl, I'm a lady.